Let's do that hockey. You're listening to Dauber Prospects Radio. This is episode 133. I'm your host, Peter Harling. Thanks for listening, everybody. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about potential Shane Wright trade scenarios. So Shane Wright went uh, fourth overall in the NHL draft, when a lot of people surprised that he didn't go first. Um, he has started the NHL season in uh, Seattle, who selected him fourth overall, but it's been a bit of a rough ride for him so far. He's barely played. When he does play, he's he's limited to about six minutes a night. So there's been a lot of talk about whether or not Shane Wright should uh, stay in the NHL this year. Uh, the American Hockey League's not an option, so the other choice would be to return him to his junior team, which is the Kingston Frontenacs. Um, so there's been a lot of a lot of debate about what would be the right thing, and you know he, I think that because he missed an entire season and didn't play during the pandemic when the OHL was was shut down, that he needs to play. He needs reps. He needs minutes. And staying with the Seattle Kraken and uh, being a healthy scratch isn't all bad. And there's lots you can learn by practicing with an NHL team and and watching with NHL players and and coaches. Uh, but when he does play, he needs more than six minutes. So there's a really good chance that, you know, they keep his games played down low and that the plan would be to loan him out to Team Canada for the World Juniors and then at that point make the decision about whether or not you're going to return him to the NHL after the World Juniors and, and let him play minutes with the Kraken or do you send him back to junior and just allow him to uh, to dominate junior because he didn't really do that in his draft year. I mean, he was very good, but I wouldn't say he was a dominant player and that probably has a lot to do with why he fell in the draft out of the first overall consensus seed is that he just didn't, didn't rock it like a lot of people thought he would and that a lot of first overall prospects kind of need to do. So... Working on the assumption that the Seattle Kraken will return him to junior, um, the Kingston Frontenacs still own his OHL rights. And uh, while the Frontenacs were a contending team in his draft year last year, they graduated a tremendous amount of their talent. Lucas Edmonds, um, uh, Jordan Frasca, uh, Mart- Lucas Cormier, or sorry, not Lucas, Martin Chromiak. And Zade Wisdom have all graduated and moved on, kind of leaving the front necks with a younger team, kind of looking at a rebuild. And a few weeks ago on Hockey Night in Canada, Jeff Merrick made a, a very interesting um, announcement that the OHL will be hosting the Memorial Cup in the year 2024. And three teams so far uh, met the deadline to express their intent to bid on hosting rights for the Memorial Cup. And the Kingston Frontenacs were one of those teams. So, assuming that uh, Shane Wright has returned to play the balance of this season, uh, it seems like a foregone conclusion that the Kingston Frontenacs would would trade his rights to a contending team, uh, probably at the behest of Seattle, uh, and in their own best interest as well, so that it improves their chances of meeting some of the criteria for hosting the Memorial Cup. Uh, For more on the Memorial Cup, uh, in-depth uh, analysis at each team's um, strength of bid. Uh, I did a post on Dauber Prospects recently, the OHL review, and that's something that I talked about where I looked at Niagara, um, Sault Ste. Marie, and uh, Kingston Frontenacs, uh, what they 
bring to the table in terms of a bid. Now, obviously, I can't speak to their um, financial guarantee for revenue generated from this tournament, um, but I did talk about what their facilities uh, seating capacity offers, uh, what challenges those facilities have, um, because that's a real consideration for, for hosting. You have to have a, a, a decent enough rink, uh, and the league likes to have a dressing room for each team for the duration of the tournament so that they don't have to move in and out for each game that they play every other day. Um, uh, cities hosting accommodations like hotels, I don't really think that's an issue with, with these three. Uh, and then, of course, hockey operations or uh, how competitive the team plans to be. So none of these teams are, are very competitive right now. Um, but a, a trade with Shane Wright involved coming out of Kingston would certainly secure the Frontenacs um, some very good assets in return that would help bolster their their bid for Memorial Cup by having a more competitive team. Because the four teams that enter the Memorial Cup, in case you're you're not too hip with it, are... The playoff champions from the WHL, the OHL, and the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Each league's champion uh, earns a ticket to the Memorial Cup and plays with the fourth team, which is the host city. So hosting the Memorial Cup is a guarantee that you're in the in the Memorial Cup and gives you a, a, a shot at a one in four chance to win it. Now, the CHL doesn't want to see the hosting team not be competitive um, and get annihilated in the Memorial Cup, embarrassingly. Um, so that is a, a consideration, and host teams have, have won. St. John won last year uh, as the host, and they lost in the first round of, of the Quebec playoffs. So uh, I guess you could say that they were a competitive team, but just came up short in the first round. Uh, we're well-rested going into the playoffs and, and played teams that battled through four rounds uh, to get there. Uh, so anyways, in the interest of looking at what the Kingston Frontenacs could do if Shane Wright is indeed returned to the Canadian Hockey League, to the OHL, uh, let's talk about what their, their trade package could look like. So the first thing I did when I thought about this was I was like, okay, so what have been some, some comparable trades in the past where it's not uncommon for, um, you know, Canadian junior hockey league teams to trade star players off teams that aren't necessarily a contender who are about to age out and have just this one year left before they uh, turn pro regularly. So Gabe Velarde and Sean Day were traded to the Kingston Frontenacs just a few years ago. So a very relevant transaction for uh, some players that were not relevant four second round draft picks and three um, and one third round pick. Uh, another example would be last year, um, Arbor Jacki was traded for two seconds and two thirds to Hamilton and helped them win the o the OHL championship. Uh, Kingston Frontenacs also traded away Jason Robertson and Jacob Paquette a couple years ago, uh, and they got two players, four second round draft picks, three third round draft picks. Uh, and four other later round picks for a total of 11. So this is the package that I'm, I'm going to be using as my, my template. You know, you trade two players and you get a couple of guys and a whole bunch of draft picks. So in doing this, I decided to take a look at, first of all, if the Frontenacs want to have a, 
contending team are, how close are they who what players do they have on their on their roster right now that they own the rights to that uh will still be there in 2024 when they're looking to host and that would be their first round pick from the last draft gabriel frashka uh their first round pick from 2021 matthew soto uh last year's second round pick jacob bataglia uh, Paul Ludwinski, who was just drafted in the second round in the 2022 draft by the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, their import pick, Linus Hemstrom, a player that they just acquired in trade, Owen Outwater. And of course, they have their own first round pick in 2022, and they own Niagara's second round pick uh, at the end of the season in 2022 as well. Uh, so, you know, not bad. Um, you could say it lacks some star power, but, you know, they're very young players. These are 16, 17-year-olds outside of Ledwinski, uh, and Paul Ledwinski has been very good this season. So by the time 2024 rolls around, these players could be uh, very, very strong and making Kingston a competitive team. So let's see what they could add with that. So starting in the West, I looked at a couple of teams that I think um, not only are, are having a good season, um, but I think have... The assets, uh, particularly draft picks and young players, that they could put together a package for Shane Wright. So the first team I want to look at is the Flint Firebirds. They're only sixths overall in the West. It's still pretty early, though. Um, and then I think there's a, a, a nice connection here between Shane Wright and Brennan Hoffman, who, uh, who played in the OJHL together. Uh, those two reunited would be an absolute force. So if Kingston wanted to put together a package of something like uh, Shane Wright and um, maybe a, a, a Ben Roger and a good defenseman, uh, Ottawa Senators, second round draft pick, this will be his last or second last season in, in the OHL. So you know he won't be around for the 2024 season. So Kingston could certainly package those two players and they would be uh, strong impact players. Uh, so let's say that's the outgoing package. What could Kingston get back from Flint? Uh, well, there's a couple of young players that they have that I think Kingston would probably want to target. Colson Petrie, he's a center. He's 17 years old. He was the Flint 2020 fourth round pick, 73rd overall. Uh, he's six foot 165. Uh, so he's a late birthday December kid. So he would be eligible for the 2023 NHL draft. So uh, not this yeah, the next draft coming up. Uh, in his first rookie season, 21-22, uh, he managed to play in 52 games for Flint, so that's pretty good. He had 23 goals, 21 assists for 44 points, and this was a fourth-round pick, so that's phenomenal. Uh, he had another nine points in 16 playoff games. So far out of the gate this year, uh, we're 15 games in. He's got five goals, eight assists, and 13 points. So obviously he's a player that would have a pretty good impact with Kingston, uh, have an increased opportunity uh, as he would probably be their second line center. Um, another option that they could look at would be a defenseman named Tristan Bertucci, another 17-year-old. He was their 2021 first round pick. He went seventh overall in the OHL priority draft. So that's pretty good draft pedigree. Uh, he's a 2023 draft eligible as well. Uh, in his rookie season last year, he managed to play a full 62-game season, um, one goal, 11 assists for 12 points, and he also played 11 playoff games, but he didn't score, so he's not an offensive defenseman, obviously, 
Um, he's got seven points through 11 games this year, so he's certainly seeing an increased role and he's trending in, in the up direction. So again, a player that uh, would benefit in the long term. So what kind of picks could Flint package together? There is online, there is a handy dandy OHL draft pick database Google sheet that you can look up and you can see all the team's uh, draft picks that they have available. So I focused on just the every team has their own first round pick and, and OHL teams cannot trade their first round picks. They can trade players that were selected in the first round, but they can't trade the draft choice. Um, so there's a lot of second and third round picks in these packages. So Flint in 2022 has two third round picks. They don't have a second. So they'd be looking at trading uh, their Sudbury and London third round picks. And then in the 2023 draft, they have a second, which belongs to Hamilton, and two more thirds, which belong to Flint and Guelph. Uh, Flint should be a pretty competitive team this year. They got six NHL drafted prospects on their roster. I already mentioned Brennan Othman, uh, Gavin Hayes from Chicago, Amadeus Lombardi, uh, drafted by Detroit uh, just in the last draft, pretty prominent prospect there. Braden Kessler from Toronto, who's having a great season. Dimitri Kuzman. Uh, from Winnipeg, defenseman, and uh, their goaltender, Will Cranley, is a St. Louis Blues prospect. So I think that would be a, a really great fit and uh, probably my top choice. They're a little thin on, on draft picks, but they can package together uh, a couple of, of third-round picks and a second. Uh, but the real meat of the deal here is the young players that they're getting back. Uh, the first-place team in the West, the Windsor Spitfires, will certainly be in on this. Um, a couple of young players they could offer would be Ethan Medima, a left winger. He's 17 years old. He was their 2021 first round pick, and he went fourth overall. He's six foot three, 181. So I mean, he's only 17, but he's got great size. And this is his second season. He's a 2023 NHL draft eligible. So he played 65 games in his rookie season, scored 14 goals and 24 assists for 38 points, around half a point a game. Uh, Windsor had a good run in the playoffs, 25 games, and he had six points there. And he's doing great so far this year, too. 14 games played, two goals, 10 points. Uh, so he would be an impact player. And then another option I think that Kingston would target would be uh, defenseman Bronson Ride. Left shot D. Uh, he was their second round pick in 2021, going 20th overall. Uh, he's got great size. He's six foot five, 200 pounds at 17 years old already. He's a man-sized kid. Uh, also eligible for the 2023 draft. Not an offensive defenseman. Um, seven points in 37 games in his rookie year. Uh, so far this year, he's 14 games in and he's got three points. Um, so, you know, a big physical defensive defenseman. You, you, win, you win playoff games with guys like that. Draft picks that Windsor has to offer, uh, they've got a second round pick in 2022, which belongs to Owen Sound, and they have Windsor's third round pick in this coming draft. Next year, they've got a little bit more. They've got Ottawa's second, Kingston's own third round pick, and Sault Ste. Marie's third round pick. Uh, so they're in first place. They only have two NHL drafted players on the roster, though, Matthew Maggio, uh, Montreal Canadiens, and Daniel Sobolev, another Montreal prospect. So a little thin on NHL talent on their roster, but they're in first place. They got to think that they got a chance to go for it. Adding a player like Shane Wright, uh, Windsor's never been afraid to make those those kind of moves before. 
so I think Windsor is a is a real candidate. And of course, London Knights will be in on it. They're London. Uh, they're only eighth overall in the West right now, uh, but they have six NHL drafted prospects. Um, and they have a little thin on, on picks as well, but they have some pretty good uh, young players I think they would be willing to to part with. You know, London doesn't really play their young players that much in favor of the veterans and adding Ben Roger and Shane Wright uh, would gobble up somebody's time from these guys that they're not really getting anyways. Um, and then they would get him in Kingston. So Oliver Bonk, son of former Ottawa Senator Radic Bonk, uh, born in Ottawa. He's a right shot D. He's uh, 17 years old, and, and he was London's 2021 second round pick, going 26th overall. And he'll be eligible for the 2023 NHL draft. Um, like I said, uh, London doesn't really play their young kids very much. So in his first year, he played 10 games and had three assists. Uh, so far this year, he's getting the, the little bit more ice time, though. He's played in 13 games already, and he's got eight points. So he's become an impact player in his, well, a relevant player in his second season. Uh, so he's a player, I think, at 6'1", 176, with a little bit of offensive upside as well. Um, and then, you know, he's got some NHL bloodlines there that are attractive as well. Uh, so that's a player that Kingston might want to target, as well as a center, uh, Luca Testa was London's uh, first round pick in the past 22 OHL draft. They selected him 15th overall. He is a six uh, foot 165, 16 year old center who will be eligible for the 2024 NHL draft. This is his rookie season. Um, he's got seven games under his belt with three points. Uh, he's also uh, off to the U-17s for one of the Canadian rosters, but zero points after two games there so far. Um, so he's a player I think might fit into the long-term plans with Kingston. Uh, London's got some draft picks they can offer. They got a second in 2022, their own. And they also have two third-round picks uh, belonging to Kitchener and Hamilton. Uh, in 2023, they've got two more third-round picks, which would be North Bay and Sudbury. So like I said, they're a little thin on what they can offer in terms of impact draft picks with only one second round pick. Um, there's like four third round picks in there in the next two years. Um, they could sprinkle in a couple other later round picks. Um, but like I said, they have six NHL drafted prospects, including the infamous Logan Mayu of Montreal Canadiens, Max McHugh, San Jose prospect, Jackson Edwards, a Bruin, Landon Sim, a Blues, Bryce Montgomery, uh, from Carolina and the New York Islanders, Isaiah George. Um, so I could just see Shane Wright being a good fit on a high-profile team like the London Knights. Um, so let's talk about some teams in the East. Kingston might be a little gun-shy to trade Shane Wright within their division, but there are two teams that I think can put together pretty enticing, hard-to-refuse packages from the Ottawa 67s or the Peterborough Peets. So let's start with Ottawa. Uh, so they have a couple of players who I've identified would be good targets in Henry Muse. He's a right shot defenseman. He was Ottawa's uh, seventh overall pick in the 2022 draft. He's a right shot defenseman. He's 16 years old, so he's eligible for the 2024 draft. He's six foot 174, so he's not a 
not a Hulk, but he's not shy uh, when it comes to size. He's got seven points through uh, 11 games played this year so far, a goal and six assists. And he's also got a goal at the U-17s after two games. The second player is uh, Christopher Barlas. Uh, he's a center, and he was the 2021 first-round pick. They picked him 12th overall. So he's 17, eligible for the NHL draft in 2023. He is a little on the undersized size, 5'10", 181. Uh, last year, he played 48 games with the 67s, four goals, two assists, so six points. So pretty low point totals. Um, and then in 2022-23, this season, 13 games in, he's got two points. So, you know, he's a 12th overall pick, so there's there's some pedigree there, but he's, you know, it'd be easy for Ottawa to, to part with him, but he's a first overall, uh, a first round, I should say, pick 12th overall, and Kingston could definitely give him some more ice time and opportunity. Uh, the Ottawa 67s have four NHL-drafted prospects on their roster. Vincent Zrar, Montreal Canadiens pick. Uh, Jack Mathieu, Nashville guy. Uh, another Jack, Jack Beck, Calgary Flames. And then, of course, Ottawa's Tyler Boucher, uh, first-round pick. So there's four NHL draft picks on the roster there. Draft picks that I think the Ottawa 67s have that could offer. Uh, they got some, some decent ones. They got a second-round pick in 2022 from Windsor. They have Kingston's second round pick in 2022, as well as Erie's. I just love when you can get your own draft pick back, especially if you're, you know, you're trading away guys to be not as good this year, but but better next year. Those draft picks will go up in the draft theoretically. Uh, so in 2023, they've got two more second round picks, one from Guelph and one from Niagara. So that's th four second round picks and a third. Uh, and a couple of players who are first-round picks. So that's a pretty enticing package that uh, the 67s can throw at Kingston. Um, the other option from the East would be the Peterborough Peets. Right now they are third overall. And the two players that I targeted that would be uh, desirable from Kingston would be Jack Von Volsen. He is a 16-year-old center. Peets selected him sixth overall in the last draft, 2022. He's 6'1", 172, and so he'll be eligible in 2024 for the NHL draft. His rookie season, he's got 12 games, 5 points so far, 3 goals, 2 assists, and he's got 2 goals at the U-17s. Oh, sorry, 0 goals, 0 points at the uh, U-17s. My bad, 2 games played, no points. Uh, but he's in the tournament. Uh, and then a defenseman that uh, Kingston would could want, and Peterborough's really loaded with with big mobile defenseman and one that caught my eye when I went to the game this year was um, a kid called Connor Smith Connor with a K uh, he's a left shot defenseman he's 18 years old he's six foot six 209 um, doesn't have the draft pedigree that some of these other prospects have that I've talked about he's a ninth round pick from 2020 by Peterborough 175th overall uh, his draft year was last year and he was not selected so he's a D plus one uh, last year, uh, sorry, 2021 was his, his first season in the O and so he didn't play after his, after he was selected. So he, he played another year in a league below, uh, but he played 52 games in 21, 22, had 12 points and 53 penalty minutes so far out of the gate this year, 12 games in, he's got three points. So you know what you're getting with him. He's a big physical defensive defenseman, but he has good mobility. So I like that. 
Um, so Peterborough also has a couple of picks here as well. They got two seconds in 2022, one belonging to Barry, the other from North Bay. And then next year in 2023, they've got their own third round pick and one from Sarnia as well. So they can put together a package of four picks, two seconds and two thirds in 22 and 23. And the Peets are overall third in the East right now. They got six prospects on their roster that are NHL drafted. Connor Lockhart from Vancouver, Tucker Robertson, Seattle drafted him as a draft plus one player last year. John Randall Avin, a Philadelphia Flyers guy. Chase Stillman from New Jersey. Big Brian Zanetti, Philadelphia Flyers defenseman. And uh, and Artem Guriev, San Jose Sharks, uh, public enemy number one here in Kingston. He's got sat out of suspension after a, a very, very illegal t- to the head hit um, on Owen Outwater. So those are my, my top five choices for uh, a potential Shane Wright trade here in the OHL should Shane Wright be returned to junior uh, one of these teams would be my my top choices um, probably Flint would be the package that I think makes the most sense for both sides um, as long as Flint is is in a situation where they're contending enough whenever this trade would would need to happen um, what I'm thinking is Kingston has obviously been working the phone and and has a number of scenarios where teams would say if Shane Wright's returned to junior, this is what we'd be prepared to pay for him if we're we think we're in a situation where we'll be able to contend for a championship this season. Um, like I said, the, the good chance that this trade would happen at or after the World Juniors, uh, assuming that Shane Wright makes it in the NHL to that point where he's still with Seattle uh, and then loaned out to Canada for the World Juniors. Um, and then he can have a, an impact at that tournament and then a trade would already be brokered and he could be returned to junior uh, with one of the contending teams that I've outlined here. And that would also help Kingston solidify their bid for a Memorial Cup and everyone would be a winner. Shane Wright would get the reps and the experience he needs to develop. Uh, Kingston gets the assets they need to make a bid for the Memorial Cup and the team that they trade him to gets Shane Wright and a really legit shot at winning a championship this year. So that's pretty much all I got for for this episode of the DPR show. I just kind of wanted to uh, to dive into this subject a little bit. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you have, please feel free to reach out to me. You can follow me on Twitter at P-H-A-R-L-I-N-G. That's at Farling. Uh, And then the Twitter account for the podcast is DPR underscore show, Dauber Prospects Radio Show. Uh, If you think any of these scenarios are bananas, uh, if you think I missed an obvious team and and an even better package or trade return, um, I would love to hear it. Uh, Love conversation and, and chit chat about the OHL and trades and fantasy hockey, and it's all good. So, Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you on the next episode.